Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. It's never been more important to diversify your financial portfolio. Well, that's right. The S&P is down 20% from the last year, and this year looks even worse. Gold and precious metals offer a hedge against inflation and stock market volatility. And Legacy Precious Metals is the company Ken and I trust. Protect your retirement account by rolling it into a gold-backed IRA or have metals shipped directly to your door. Call our friends at Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or visit buylegacygold.com. There's always more. We're only halfway done here. We will talk about that story you mentioned earlier in the show that it looks like uh, quite a few government workers, both state, federal, and local, Put their hands in the bag of money that was distributed for a pandemic relief. We got an interesting story in the Washington Times about a number of people who do work for the government that did. Uh, Why are there involved. so many criminals in government? Uh, Why are there so many looters, thieves? That is, that is a stereotype by you. Do you have a statistical study? Yeah, I got, I, got, I got this. I got the tens of billions of dollars uh, were looted from all oh, these agencies. Probably a number of uh, radio talk show hosts stole money, too. So huh? There aren't any more radio talk show hosts. Dwindling <laughs> <laughs> down. No, they've killed off Some died species. of COVID, right? <laughs> Quite a few died of COVID. <laughs> All right, we got Joe right. Buscaino on. Yeah, because, uh, more chaos in the L.A. City Council chamber today as they once again voted on uh, banning homeless encampments within 500 feet of schools and daycare centers. This was the final vote. It was 11 to 3. Guess who voted against it? Mike Bonin. Uh, but uh, there was more activists causing chaos. So Joe was, was on the scene, and he was shocked and appalled by what he saw. Joe, how are you? Well, it could be better. I, I've seen better days in the city of L.A., but, guys, the action today, uh, clearly shameful, childish, extreme. Uh, I've never seen this uh, anything in the 30 years I've been involved in the city, through my years at, with the parks, going through college, as a, and also through an LAPD officer, community meetings, thousands of meetings. And even more so now, you, you, you see this irresponsible, childish behavior 
um, trying to shut down local democracy. And we were on the show last week talking about this. This is a 2.0 version of what went down last week. Describe what happened today. You were, you were having a vote. There's a public comment period. When did it go off the rails and, and, and why? If you were, yeah, I was on the show with, with, with Ken last week. We, um, unfortunately, we didn't get the 10 votes necessary last week to ban encampments next to schools and daycare so we, because of the, the three opponents. Um, so we had to turn this over to, to today, and yet we still allowed public comment per the Brown Act, uh, those could speak one minute uh, on the item. So the, the, one of the ladies, the advocates, extremists, uh, enablers, uh, came up to the mic, um, and the council president, Nuri Martini, Martinez, uh, had to give her direction on how to, how, you know, the items that she pulled to speak, um, at which point she became uh, outraged and enraged and start F-bombing her came uh, over the bench seating and wanted to uh, approach and advance toward the council chain, dais. Wow. And at which point um, you saw LAPD come in. They were on standby, unfortunately, just a waste of resources for this nonsense. And then knucklehead number two, this Jardanko guy, Richie Sardanko, whatever his name is, um, wanted to pull her away from the officers trying to affect the arrest. Uh, and he, too, um, got uh, arrested and got escorted out. This has become a, 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 almost a daily occurrence in, in, in city council, city hall, the greatest symbol of our local democracy. And yet the city attorney, Mike Fear, continues to allow this behavior by saying this is their First Amendment right. Well, the First Amendment right does not give you a right to disrupt uh, and be an idiot and, and, and disrupt a quorum in a city. What, what should he be doing? Joe, who do you think these people are, uh, these groups? Who are they? Are they Democrat well, socialists? They claim, or? They, they, yeah, they, absolutely. All the above. And they, you know, the irony of this is the individual, this lady who stormed the, the council um, horseshoe, claims to be homeless. And I'm saying this is exactly why I called for this ban next to schoolyard so that the kids don't have to deal with this type of behavior that we witness yeah, today. Maybe she is, maybe she isn't. The thing is, there's organized groups, you know that, that are coming to meetings. And, and, and who are the groups? Uh, and who's yeah, financing the, these groups? Are these people paid to cause these public ruckuses? Well, I mean, you and I work for a living. I don't know what these guys are doing throughout the day. So I, I'm, I don't know if they're being paid by, by uh, any one organization, assuming that it's the DSA, the Democratic Socialists of America, the, uh, the BLM folks. Uh, one of the, the candidates for the leading candidate for city controller who wants to abolish the cops, Kenneth Mejia, was in the third row inciting this group. This could be our next city controller who wants to get rid of the cops. Seriously? Wait, wait, wait. Is he, he the leading? Is he the leading candidate? He's a leading candidate. He wants to get uh, rid of the cops, to... and he was inciting these these uh, these uh, rioters. Unbelievable! I've never seen like, and he was like the third row. He was personally trolling his opponent, Paul Koretz. He had signs. Oh my God! I, I, what a choice! I, and this could be our okay. next. This is why come November, guys. How how crucial how crucial this election is. 
These so, were, uh, it's, it's insane. It's between Mejia and Caretz. Now, you had said before that the, the school superintendent, Alberto Carvalho, really supports this, saying that there's a lot of stories about kids being harassed by homeless too close to the schools, right? Unlike his predecessor, he had the backbone to come to this council and agreed with me. I, I mean, I called for backup because, as you know, a year ago, we, we, we tried to get this accomplished and how far the tide has turned. And um, sure enough, um, he heard loud and clear from a number of the schools. You know, my wife, Jay, um, John, who you know well, she works for the school district herself. And this is what triggered this, this effort over a year ago when her own principals, she, she works for South L.A. schools, her own principals and teachers and um, uh, administrators were turning to her because of her relationship with me and said, can your, can your husband do something, please? Our kids are subjected to this craziness, psychotic behavior, needles and fires and sex acts at our schoolyards. And, and still you have all this opposition. I don't know if these, these folks who are I, I mean, I, you know what? Active. I don't understand this. It seems like obviously so insane to have that in front of schools. I, 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 don't, I don't get why this wasn't banned years ago. I know you've been fighting hard for this moment, and, and congratulations, yeah. you finally got there. But why did it have to be this like five-year battle since these camps started springing up? What is wrong with everybody? You have a city council, majority of the city council, who is trying to listen to these anarchists. But it's little turn. kids. You, cannot, you can't deal with them. And I, I knew all along. That, you know, the, the moment you give them an inch, they, they, they ask for the world. And even more so, I mean, obviously, I, I've been very active. Uh, I've been advocating for some common sense rules. Um, and we in my district, as I mentioned on the show before, we've actually enforced 4118. We've helped people make a decision. Are you, but are, 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 they, are a lot of the city council members up until this point? It's great that they finally passed this ban today. But up to this point, are they, were they, are they just scared of these activists because they act so crazy and threatening and they fear that, you know, that's, that they're going to die? I mean, what, what, I, I, I can't imagine why they wouldn't protect the children from, from a lot of the lunatics that are, that are camped out around the schools. Yeah, a, lot of, a lot of contributing factors, and, and that was one of them, is, is trying to listen to them, bring them to the table. But you just can't. You, you, you can't talk to them. You can't reason with them. And what they're doing, going back to being paid, they're, they're, we've allowed them to create this Twitter content by have, create, having these meetings, council meetings, be battle royale for their, their Twitter feeds. Um, and I knew all along, based on my street knowledge as an LAPD officer, you just can't reason with these folks. You cannot reason. And we continued to embolden these actions hardly any consequences. I don't know the two arrests that were made. They're probably back out after 10 minutes. Um, and they're claiming that we're arresting people. We're not arresting people, just like the, 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 what we saw today. Um, and they just need to be banned from City Hall uh, and should not be welcomed back based on their actions today. All right, Joe, thanks for coming on again. We appreciate it. Appreciate you. Thanks right, a lot. LA City Councilman Joe Buscaino, of course, witnessed more chaos. The Council President Nuri Martinez actually compared it to the January 6th insurrection. <laughs> One step closer, she said, as they charged at her, the homeless activists, because they don't you like know this what? new law. It's their fault. They've indulged these people for years. Yeah. They should have been thrown into jail.
repeatedly over and over and over again and banned from entering the building. And, and, and they should be prosecuted. They should be convicted. They ought to be imprisoned and then do it again and then do it again. That's what you do. You, ha you have the police drag them out at the first sign of any trouble. But you indulge them and that's what you get because they're, they're toddlers and they're animals. All right, we got more coming up. John and Ken, KFI. All right, well, we're going to talk about something a little unusual after the news at 4.30. We're going to have the executive director of GenerationAtomic.org on the show. And uh, they would like to talk about a plan to take the Diablo Canyon nuclear power plant, right? That's been in the news quite a bit, an effort to shut it down by the environmentalists. But even <laughs> Gavin Newsom is so stupid. Uh, holding the line against that because we are going to need nuclear power along with the uh, natural gas plants because yeah. California's electricity needs, uh, we don't have enough. That's uh, coming from alternative sources. Anyway, this idea, and this will have to be explained to us, to use the plant for a desalination. Desalination. All right. So, well. And this could be used perhaps for the farmers. And that's why agriculture is behind this idea. We'll talk about it. After the news at 4.30. Uh, now we'll do this story on government workers who apparently had an inside seat to ripping off the pandemic money. Um, this is going to take years to unwind what happened in 2020 once they started handing out billions of dollars in emergency pandemic relief to businesses that suffered from the lockdowns and everything else that went with the whole COVID panic that we had in 2020 into 2021. And this story in the Washington Times highlights a number of government employees who uh, had an inside track to figure out how to game the system. Well, I would think that, you know, m most of this can be blamed on government employees because they either created a, a crime ring internally or they facilitated the outsiders, at the very least, by not vetting the applications properly, just by not doing their job. I don't see how you could rip a dollar off the government unless somebody in the inside is, is either in on it or ignoring it, either, you know, out of laziness or apathy. Well, a lot of people did rip off the government without it because in California, they weren't vetting anybody. They well, that's what like, I mean. Sure, let them all in. That's, that's, that's bad government employees. That's a bad policy. Well, they were told to do that. That well, was kind of the, by the other, word from, by other from high down that these people are emergency need okay, of money. But that's that's more bad government employees, even if it's Newsom. These are all bad people who refused to do their job and didn't care that they blew tens of billions of our dollars. You know, there were 2.2 million stimulus checks that were mailed to dead people. It's just that boggles the mind. Man, uh, it starts out with a story. We should be dead. We'd make more money about a woman who worked in Massachusetts, her name, Tiffany Pacheco. Uh, they hired her for government work there, but even though she just got out of a federal prison for aggravated okay. identity theft and passing bad checks. Okay, there you go. She got hired by the Department of Unemployment Assistance, and you can guess what happened next. This is what I mean. This whole idea that you, you treat convicted felons like they're normal no they're not nobody normally ends no, up in prison previous, previously experienced with the with the yeah justice. right and they have all this all new stupid language no to, try, to try to cover it up remember garcetti got a law passed a few years ago in la that you couldn't even ask if that's somebody right was, on the application yeah, they well, have to put down that they were prisoners then this is what you get the government hires this thief and what do you know she starts stealing money wow who who could have seen that coming huh of course it's not the personal money of the people who do the hiring, it's just the stupid taxpayer money. 
They don't she, care. She took the government for $200,000 in claimed <laughs> losses under false names. And uh, even these, well, she filed false claims under her own name and that of her husband. There you go. Arthur. Yeah. And, and, her, and her husband was in prison. Then it's the usual postal workers who actually stole ch- okay. stimulus checks and employment benefit cards right out of the mail. That uh, was another group. Okay. How many postal workers steal stuff? What percentage of them actually steal stuff? Oh, I think it's low, don't you? No, I don't, because in our neighborhood, stuff is stolen all the time. Our, our neighborhood uh, uh, neighborhood watch app is constantly filled with people complaining. There are mailboxes like my wife will not use in the neighborhood because uh, 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 about a half a dozen checks that we sent out to pay for various bills oh, they, just yeah. never arrived. Oh, you know what I do? I actually go to the postal office and put them in the lobby into the little... We, yeah, I don't. I don't use. The we go to another box. town. We actually <laughs> drive out of LA city limits. Well, you to should put pay your bills mailbox. online if you can. Well, that's all another thing. No, how about the postal workers not steal? Can they put that in the instruction manual? In the well, while they're doing all the diversity training and sex harassment training and all the inclusion training, can they put the the do not steal rule into their training manual? A high-ranking NASA employee got an 18-month sentence for submitting bogus pandemic loan claims. He claimed unemployment for himself and his retired mother-in-law and spent the money on a, well, on a brand-new pool and a dog breeder. <laughs> but in many of the cases, it was. The government position was central to carry out the scam. And an employee at FEMA who was detailed over to help the Small Business Administration process pandemic loan applications, was fielding calls from business owners when he spotted a mark in one owner who had filed two applications. Tyrese Carter told the owner to pay back money for one of the loans and gave the number of his own PayPal account. Oh, that was a good idea. When the owner got suspicious, Carter impersonated another Small Business Association official to convince the owner... The scam was actually on the up and up. Wow. Yeah. So he had to actually cover his own tracks there. Yeah, there you go. Now, who hired that guy? And who In oversaw York, that guy? One worker at the state's Department of Labor pled guilty. Uh, they used their positions to submit and approve more than $1.6 million in fake claims yeah. for unemployment benefit cards. You know, going back to that first woman we mentioned, Tiffany Pacheco, she comes out of a federal prison, right? Identity theft, bad checks. And they hire her at the Department of Unemployment assistance in massachusetts do, do you know uh they that when they uh, raided her house and they found a hundred blank id cards 649 sheets of blank checks 68 hologram overlays a laminator and an id card die cutter right, so she elaborate. can make yeah right you can make i guess phony driver's licenses out of that they found 17 granted cash and a notebook that contained all these stolen identities she'd filed bogus applications uh, and and uh, ripped off a lot of money. She also filed a claim for her husband, who was in prison at the time. So here's oh. a prisoner who'd married another prisoner. She got out first and then used his name to bilk uh, Massachusetts out of money in the department she was working in. Wow. It says from jail while she was awaiting trial, she, pers- she pursued the scam by arranging for a friend to access mm-hmm. the system and pose as claimants. Yeah. <laughs> Shifting around bank accounts. Yeah, how much you want to bet she'll get hired again by a government agency? Probably as an auditor. Well, she got a 42-month sentence, so... In four years, she'll be ready to go. No, we can't ask. You can't ask if they've uh, served uh, uh, time in an incarcerated facility. All right, coming up next, the Diablo Canyon nuclear plant.
Well, here's a new idea. Maybe it can be used for desalination. And maybe that water can go to the farms who are being cut off thanks to the drought. Coming up next. John and Ken Show, KFI. I felt like I was on hold listening to the musical interlude. <laughs> Please hold. Bing, the bing, show bing. will resume in just a moment. You know, there are rules. We can't play these songs too long. You've heard all the rules. Is there rules on that? Oh, you didn't read the whole memos? No. What memos? Oh, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> I forget. You're such a good employee. Uh, the Moist Line is returning on Friday. Uh, it has been around for two weeks. We both were not here last Friday. Leave a message in the iHeartRadio app with a microphone or, of course, call the toll-free number 1-877-MOIST-86, 1-877-664-7886. We have a nuclear power plant, the Diablo Canyon Power Plant, which they were going to close. And now they're going to keep open, at least for a few years. Because we're going to need it. <laughs> yeah, because they have finally realized that there's not enough wind and solar power. Uh, to not us- to go all renewables. No, yeah, we don't have right. enough so for they're, the state. They're not closing the natural gas plants, plants they were going to close. And they're not closing the nuclear power plant that they were going to shut down as well. But there is another angle to this. And yeah. it's about using this uh, Diablo Canyon nuclear plant to uh, do desalination work. And maybe that desalinated water could be used for the farms in California because, you know, with all of the water cutbacks, the farmers, of course, are getting hit pretty hard because there's only so much water supply to go around. So this is an idea being uh, pushed around. All right. So uh, how this would work? Well, how this would work? we don't know. That's why we're going to have... Uh, Eric Myron, he's a founder and executive director of Generation Atomic. Generationatomic.org is the website. All right, Eric, you there? I'm here. Thanks so much for having me, John and Ken. I uh, appreciate the opportunity to talk about this. Uh, in my view, one of the most important issues facing the state right now. All right. So at the moment, it's uh, it has a reprieve. The nuclear power plant is working. It's going to work at least for several more years, and it's going to produce nuclear power, right? I wish it was several more years. Uh, but right now, uh, one of the units is scheduled to come offline in 2024 and the other one in 2025. So, yeah, the clock is definitely ticking um, on uh, the legislative action and the permitting that would be required to keep these plants going longer. What is this uh, desalination idea? How does that work? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So desalination, uh, essentially you're, you're taking the, the, the H2O uh, out of the ocean and uh, leaving the salt behind. Uh, it's, you know, it's used uh, all over the world. There's something like 200,000 desalination facilities, uh, several in, in California at the Carlsbad plant there. And about 300 million people uh, get, get some, at least some water from uh, desalination right now. Of course, it's a very energy-intensive process. Uh, typically, you look around the world, it's done with uh, either gas or some other type of fossil fuel uh, in the Middle East. Uh, they use oil to do this kind of thing. Uh, with Diablo Canyon, we got the op- opportunity to desalinate vast quantities of water, do it uh, more cheaply than some of the other uh, things that are being proposed, and to do it without any carbon emissions. So it seems like a no-brainer to me. So this would be taking the nuclear power plant at Diablo Canyon and not producing nuclear power anymore, but turning it into a desalination plant? Is that what you're saying? 
That, that is one of the options. Um, but of course, uh, like, like you guys were saying, uh, California needs that electricity as well. Um, so of the four different scenarios that were proposed in this MIT Stanford study that came out late last year, uh, the, the first one uh, keeps the uh, existing infrastructure there and just scales up the desalination activities because Diablo Canyon does actually already desalinate uh, a fair amount of water for the, the local community, um, but this would scale it up to be about on the level of the Carlsbad plan. So yep. that's about 50 million gallons a day um, or water for about half a million people. That's, that's the lowest option uh, where you're still generating quite a bit of electricity uh, for the state of California. And they presented scenarios all the way up to using 100% of the plant's power uh, to generate uh, clean water. Uh, and this would completely alleviate all water shortfalls that uh, California has been experiencing. All right. And so this is in San Luis Obispo County. You're, you're right on the beach there, right? Yeah. Avila Beach. That's where the power plant is, very close to the ocean. Absolutely. Right. So it, it wouldn't take a lot to set up the infrastructure to make this work? Um, not not from a uh, construction standpoint. Um, of course, uh, as you guys know, uh, everything is a little more difficult in California. And uh, if the, the more infrastructure you are, are changing and adding, like if we're going to do one of those larger scenarios I mentioned, probably going to have to get the Coastal Commission to sign off on it and a few other uh, government entities. And as we've seen in the past couple months, uh, that's not an easy thing to do. Even when you got the uh, the full you know political weight of the governor uh, behind you, that, that Huntington Beach project of was, uh, you know, that, that was on the rocks after uh, after many years of planning and the governor's support. So uh, that's a tough one. So maybe maybe we want to start uh, smaller um, uh, yeah, but, and, but and you know what? way up. In, in, if, if we were uh, an intelligent, forward-thinking society, this is exactly what we we should do. We need two things that would be just miraculous. We need more power and we, we need, need more, more water, more, right? Yeah, because nuclear power produces no greenhouse gases. Is that correct? That is correct. I mean, okay. only in the construction and of of the power plants and like you know refining the fuel. Once but it, it's it's the least once it's operating of any right. clean energy right. source. Okay, there's no emissions, so that solves that problem. Yeah. And then you can use this thing to power a desalination plant, which which solves the water shortage problem. I I know I built ten of these. I don't understand. Yeah, this yeah. is what we I, ought to I be doing well. forever and ever. Instead, yeah. we're bogged if, down in all build, these. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. If if you built 10 Diablo Canyons, uh, you would uh, decarbonize the state of California and have a little uh, extra juice to uh, put in your uh, electric vehicles. Um, I'm, I'm with you 100 percent there. We we should build more. Of course, that is also illegal in the state of California right now. There's a, a moratorium on new nuclear construction. Well, they have a moratorium on everything. <laughs> I mean, it's li literally, they, they, you know, obviously, you can't use coal. They won't let you drill for oil. They're shutting down natural gas plants. They're shutting down nuclear plants. I mean, what? it's like, what do they want us to do? Just it's die? Just wind and solar. Good yeah. luck. <laughs> Yeah, that's. I mean, that is kind of the that's that's what they're saying right now. I, I was uh, I testified on a subcommittee uh, hearing uh, earlier today, and and that was the the conversation. Um, they're they're sort of kind of crossing their fingers and hoping that uh, hoping what? the uh, the storage will pan out. And yeah, the battery storage is a is huge what they gamble. Right, battery storage. Yeah. That they is storage. I mean, right? That is many years away. 
But and that only that doesn't actually generate any electricity, right? That just helps you store some of the the extra. So, like just a vast amount of mining, truly but, uh, incomprehensible for, I, but, for but California's I, needs. I feel like there's a bunch of like six year olds here. <laughs> I, I mean, honestly, yeah. this is so childlike, and and not smart yeah. children either. I. Well, Eric, it was yeah, good to talk with you. We actually think. But, I'm sorry. You go know, ahead. People are coming around. To, I was just going to say people are coming around to this. They they did a poll on uh, statewide public support for Diablo Canyon. It's up to 58 percent in San Luis Obispo County. It's 74 percent. Three quarters of the people are in support of keeping this plant running right now. So I think the state legislature just needs to co- uh, catch up to public sentiment. You know, uh, even I, the Europeans have a lot of nuclear, don't they? Oh, yeah, quite a bit. France, of course, gets uh, almost 70% of the electricity from nuclear. And now they are talking about expanding, building a bunch of new plants. Same thing in the U.K. Uh, many, many countries are looking at that. And even Germany, famously anti-nuclear Germany, is uh, reconsidering closing their last three plants, now seeing how dependent they are on Russia for, for gas. So, yeah, the winds are definitely blowing the right direction. I just hope they're blowing hard enough, uh, fast enough. All right, Eric, thanks for talking to us. We appreciate it. Yeah, thanks so much, guys. Appreciate it. All right, Eric Meyer is executive director of GenerationAtomic.org. More coming up. Yeah, there's 440 nuclear power reactors in the world. 440. So for all the people afraid, it, it, there's 440 of them out there. And there's tons of desalination plants around the world. They, we should have them here. Ugh. John and Ken KFI. All right. Well, you know, on the John and Ken show, one person when it comes to climate change that makes a lot of sense to us is Bjorn Lomborg. Yes, Bjorn. Uh, He's been on our show many times. He writes columns about it. He does believe in climate change, but he believes that the tactics being pursued are so often fruitless and they're damaging to the economy. He's got a lot of other ideas. and You can find that out in his numerous books. Remember the name. B-J-O-R-N, Bjorn Lomborg. Anyway, he's a contributor to the Wall Street Journal. And he weighed in on this bill that they passed in the Senate, which has gotten a lot of play, particularly from the progressive media. Oh, my God, it's breakthrough. It's a climate bill. It's supposed to also battle inflation, right? It's about drug prices. You probably know about it. Schumer Mansion bill. And uh, it's expected to pass the House and be signed by Biden very soon. Well, beyond beyond Lomborg, it took a look at the estimate for carbon dioxide emissions reductions from this bill that they're touting as unbelievably breakthrough when it comes to climate change. He plugged in uh, the specifics into the United Nations climate model to measure the impact on global temperatures by the year 2100. Keep in mind the keyword there is global. He finds the bill will reduce the estimated global temperature rise at the end of this century by 0.028 degrees Fahrenheit. That's in the optimistic case. If it doesn't work out too well, the temperature difference will be 0.0009 degrees Fahrenheit. So that's a lot of work for what will only amount to a <laughs> fraction of a change. A fraction of a fraction in of warming. a fraction. <laughs> Two two hundredths of a, a degree. It goes on to say in this editorial in the journal, this isn't surprising. No matter what the U.S. does to reduce greenhouse gas emissions, it will be dwarfed by what the rest of the world does. China, uh-huh. 
India and Africa aren't about to stop burning fossil fuels as they developed. And right. China is sprinting ahead to build huge new coal capacity, you, despite its pledge to start reducing emissions after 2030. Do you know what this really is? People are so stupid and like easily manipulated. They're going to be handing out tax money to people's friends of theirs starting companies in that particular energy sector. Yeah. It's going to be free money to people that they're politically connected to. It's exactly like high-speed rail, right? 14 years of high-speed rail, billions and billions of dollars. There's no track laid down. They don't even own the land to lay down the track yet. Blah, 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 blah. We all know that story. So what's happened, though? Contractors, engineers, architects, unions with their labor members, they've all profited from the billions of dollars, right? They're the ones politically connected. They contribute to the campaigns. They've made these demands to pass these bills to make this phony rail line. It's the same thing here. It, In fact, it, you're right. The journal says $369 billion will come from taxpayers and drug companies and go to the pockets of green energy businesses and investors who will right. be picked. It will be picked by the politicians based on grants and tax credits. Do you know how many companies or how many business people seeing this scam coming down the road and they incorporated their companies maybe a few years ago to get themselves ready for the big deluge? And Didn't this happen when yeah. Obama was president? Yeah, Wasn't there Solyndra. A bunch of solar? Solyndra, Solyndra, that's remember? the company, all right. They spent, and they folded. Yeah, they spent uh, millions and millions of dollars on some green energy. It's, it's, it's a scam. There, there is no green energy products or services that these people are going to make. They just have a bunch of you know, like toddler fanatics screaming at them that the world is going to end. We're all going to die. It's been taught in the schools. That's why we had that story yesterday that the majority of children in Western nations are terrified about the climate, right? Right. And so what you have now is a ready-made audience to wildly applaud any green energy bill that passes exactly because these, right. this is virtue signaling but the, it's got them excited because right. these silly innocent children in the gen z generation have no idea that they're being cynically manipulated by a bunch of criminals in washington who who are virtue signaling congressmen and senators who have lobbyists who you know beg them to um shovel all this money to their clients right. and in return the senators and congressmen get a cut they get massive campaign donations over the table under the table that's and that's what's going on here there's there's nothing anyone's going to do in this with this bill or this spending or whatever that's going to have any impact on the climate and they also know that they know that but because all the screaming toddler activists are so crazy, they don't know they're being played. They don't know this is going to have no effect on the climate. They won't admit that there's nothing we can do that will have an effect on the climate. Nothing. But it's a great industry, isn't it? Uh, it's a think... wonderful industry for a lot of people to get rich on by creating and exploiting the hysteria. All right, we got more coming up. John and Ken, KFI, Deborah Mark has the news, KFI AM 640. It's never been more important to diversify your financial portfolio. Well, that's right. The S&P is down 20% from the last year, and this year looks even worse. Gold and precious metals offer a hedge against inflation and stock market volatility. 
And Legacy Precious Metals is the company Ken and I trust. Protect your retirement account by rolling it into a gold-backed IRA or have metals shipped directly to your door. Call our friends at Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or visit buylegacygold.com. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at Let'sMakeAPlan.org.